Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. All right, Randy, I got a call yesterday. Really? I got a call on my cell phone while I'm at work, and it said that I had missed jury duty. And on your cell phone? On my cell phone. They knew my first name and they knew my last name. And they gave me a call on my cell phone and said I had missed jury duty. The judge had issued something and I failed to appear. And what was I going to do about it? And I, you know, the, in, in, in the conversation. First, I, first of all, the caller didn't know you were an attorney, right? No, and, and didn't, I mean, it doesn't, it was a real person. It wasn't a machine, right. it was a real person. So in the course of the conversation, I mentioned that I was supposed to be a jury as well as I was supposed to be a material witness. And I just made the comment, well, those are two very different things, kind of silence for a little bit. And then as we talked a little more, I, I, I said, or we spoke a little more, I said, if, if this is real, I'm having a hard time believing it is, but have the court mail, whatever it is to my home. Not giving me my address, of course, but knowing that the court, if it's real, right. would have my address and the person ended up hanging up. So I'm 99% convinced. And the sheriff didn't show up at your front and door. And no sheriff showed up, yes. And so I think it was fraud. I'm, I'm highly confident. I, I, someone I, trying I to think it me. probably crosses that line. That's right. And what we're talking about today is those fraud. There is so much out there right now of calls to your cell phone, emails. Um, how do you how do you keep yourself safe? We have had a number of clients in the last, I'd say even a couple of years, but even a couple of months that have either you know nearly it's, avoided something. It's ramping up. There's yes. no question. At least, at least the incidents that I'm talking with clients about, I am really surprised by what's happening here just recently. Yep. And one of the articles that we read about kind of these these fraud and scam things, you know, it was is breaking down how much by each age group. Mm-hmm. You know, there's younger folks, kids going to college people in their 40s and 50s, but the largest group is 60 plus. Yeah. 60 plus is- You're, you're kind of looking at me when you say that. So it, <laughs> it, it makes, makes me feel like I got a target you on my back. You are the target, right? And, and it could be because the scammers feel that you, you, who knows, a myriad of reasons, right? Right. But they that is the age group that is the primary target for these scams. And we are seeing them all across the board. So we're going to jump into some of the scams that we're seeing and how to avoid them. But but when, I'm going to start off a little bit of why why are we so easily tricked? Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the key issue is that you would think we'd be on guard, right? right. I mean, the, you hear a lot of stories, you read. I mean, the news is full of it. You read a lot of things about people losing the num- the amount of money that's being lost. Even the IRS is getting scammed for crying yeah. out loud. Well, and they say, and the idea is like, well, I'm smart. And <laughs> it is not a like skewed by IQ or skewed right. by demographic or anything. It's all across the board. People getting taken advantage of. Very smart people. That, there's even talking about the... Um, uh, Theranos, uh, I think the, the well, you're talking. Are you talking about the gal from uh, that that misled all those people? Up yeah, there, they right? were. They were. What is her name? Big board of directors. Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, all all the all the boards of directors, folks who were there. Those are bright, brilliant. People. I mean, she has some really highly capable people yeah. that were on her board of directors, and I'm thinking. Really? Nobody actually ever saw this machine work? Yep. And they got tricked. So a few of the reasons, this has some psychologists, we had a few articles on uh, some psychologists looking into this. Why are we so tricked? And the first one is a truth bias. If we, basically they said, if we don't believe most of the things that we see, 
you can't operate in the world. You can't, you know, if you think uh, the doorknob's an illusion or you, you know, if you're going to test every single thing, it will slow you down too much. So our brains give a truth by it right. to say, I see this, I assume it, it's accurate. They said the similar comment that you get a receipt from a restaurant or a receipt from the grocery store. Most people grab it and walk out and you don't immediately go through it. Okay. Did they get this right? Did it add up correctly? You might do that later. You know, a lot of people look at the receipts, make sure they got all their items, but Immediately, most people take a truth bias. They assume it was all done correctly. I was there. I participated. When you meet someone, you assume that they're telling you the truth. And that's a really healthy bias in in for humanity, you know, to right. operate, <laughs> operate at a normal state. But at the same point in time, you need to have a, a certain level of... Cynicism? I hate, I, yeah, I hate, I hate to use the word cynicism, but I think you need to be always on guard or have a critical thought to it. Yeah. You know, I, I can remember receiving um, a drink and I handed the, the the person that was serving me, I handed her, I think, I don't know, $5 or whatever. Anyway, she handed me back over $20 in change. And my comment to her was, I said, you might want to rethink this. And, mm. and she got kind of defensive. It was like I was going to question her, mm. the, the total on it. And I said, no. I said, it was a five, $5. I gave you $5. You might want to hand me back like a few cents. Mm. Instead, you handed me back like $15. And she looked at me and went, oh, my goodness. Mm. And, and of course, then she apologized for kind of pushing back. But the issue is you got to be critically thinking. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it all the time. Yeah. But you do in this day yeah, and age. Yeah, all the time. And especially as you get these phone calls from a alleged sheriff op- sheriff's office or an email from a loved one, or you know these different scams uh, that people go through. The other one is that, that people assume they have the complete facts. You know, you have your experience, of course, we all have that. Um, so you have a, a world of knowledge. Yeah. And as you hear something new, there's a natural assumption to say, well, that is all the new facts I need. I can now make, and your brain gets to work, making a choice off of that. Well, often that's not all you need. You need a significantly more, your sheriff one being a great example, it's it's very uncommon for the sheriffs to call someone right. to inform them that there's a warrant and that there's money they need to pay that day or something. You know, if, if that were something that needed to happen, it, it, that's not the way the sheriffs go about it. But I don't know that. Most people don't know. Yeah, that. most people don't have the education or experience that you do, and uh, and frankly, don't have the education experience that I do. I mean, I'm I'm in I'm in financial. My world is finance. I mean, yeah. I look at that, so I'm always looking for the con. And being in business for forty years, I want to know what the, I'm trying to separate the truth from the, from you know from right. the you know from the uh, the wheat from the shaft, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, timeshares. Oh, oh my goodness, we have all kinds of stories on timeshares. Yeah, we we let's tell a few of them. We have had a number of clients that have gotten scam offers, and we see that on a regular basis. They have a timeshare, and they get an email unsolicited that says, "I'd love to buy your timeshare." For you know seventy thousand dollars, something that just seems, and they bring it really to us. And I'm going. I think this is probably not true. This smells bad. And so we have, I guess, two stories. One where they started going down the path, and then realized fairly early on, hey, this is not real, and then cut off. You know, didn't lose any money. Another client that didn't tell us till later that they said, oh, well, I got this offer. It sounded great. I started going down this path. And they just needed some money for the transfer fee to kind of complete the sale and to you know transfer over the. So I had wired him this much money, but it, it didn't seem to go through. So wired him a little more, and you know, they're kind of telling us the story. And it was a, a total scam. You know, it was a complete scam. And there must be folks who are digging through either timeshare ownership records. Yeah, because it came through saying that you own this timeshare, 
uh, at this level and we'd like to and again most people to. don't realize that that information is public yeah and so it doesn't and now with the internet and some of the tools that they have the, the ability with certain apps they can get that information pretty quickly not only get your name but they know when you bought it they know how long you've held it they know where your address is and in some cases get other vital information like social security number mm. driver's license information things like that so um i i always i always assume that all my personal information is out there yeah i just assume it that someone could have that it's, it's a scary world and part of these emails they used to be you know 10 years ago poorly written typos right. pretty easy to spot yeah. they are getting better and better and ai is going to make it even yeah it's gonna make it, it better. probably already has right and their leg up as well as having either people or machines that can talk to you and you have responses to you that, that seem reasonable um yeah, it, it, technology is making things hard. The other big one that we see a lot of is the Microsoft, you have to reset your password emails. Yes. And a lot of those are just a scam to get you to put your password in. And, and yeah, there are some statistics in this big you know, test. It was like 20% of people are saying, oh, yep, I, I, I guess it's late. So they'll click on the link. It pops up what looks like the, you know, the Microsoft window and they'll put in their password and then you know, it either fails or whatever happens from there. But they've just you know proactively entered in their password into someone else's machine. Yeah, and we've talked about password managers. I mean, yeah. everybody's frustrated with the passwords. I I I mean, I if I mentioned to somebody I said, well, What's your password? I mean, people roll their eyes instantly and go, I'm so frustrated. I gotta remember. But if you have a password manager, yeah. it's not as difficult as what most people think it is. And the password that they put in for you is nobody's probably going to you know, no one's going to guess it and nobody's not going to look yeah, at your life sure. and say okay this is your dog's first name or this is the right. street you grew up you know even if they had all that biographical information they're not going to guess these these made up passwords and some of these are easy like most folks have a phone or a, a computer that will remember it for them right but then they're a little bit beholden to that device mm -hmm. so that's one way to do it is use a device and it will help create passwords and save them for you the second layer above that is to have a software. We do it at the office. I do it at my personal life. Personal life is it goes across multiple devices, and it's one software that will then save or generate or store your passwords. And so I don't know probably really any of my passwords for anything, uh, but they're all saved in this. Yeah, because I mean the passwords that are actually used are things that you wouldn't think of. I mean it's yeah, it's, just, it's a string of uh, yeah gobbledygook a, you know, yeah, which is great because it's hard to guess. Like the one that many people use, there's a few of them. One of them is called One Password, where you put in, you have one password that you use, the master password, and it then unlocks everything. Um, so that, I mean, I think is, is level of protecting yourself. That's just one. You know, that, right. that, that's level one is right. don't use password one, two, three. Don't use welcome one, two, three. Um, you know, create unique passwords and or use a password manager to keep track of those and generate these passwords. For yeah. You. And if you have more than one site that you're going into, that's why we recommend to people to do a password manager because it keeps track of all that. And all you got to remember is that one code Yeah, and you can change that code, but you have a master key that's locked up someplace that yeah. only you know about. And it, it is really a safe. In fact, I've used one password and the uh, password that was entered in the site went, oh, no, it's too complex for us. They they actually threw it back and says, you got too much stuff in here. Mm. And I went, really? Mm. So I went back to the uh, the site and I said, you need to allow 1Password to adjust my password here. And they I haven't heard back from them yet, but it, it it's that complex 
but it's not something I'm trying to remember. It's yeah. something that this one password does. Yeah, let's manage it for you. That's a good one. Uh, we'll talk a little bit in the next section on uh, things that you can do to help protect yourself. So right. we'll, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more about fraud, why, why we're subject to it, how to avoid it, um, some of those best practices. So, so come on back. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. So when somebody reaches out to you and you have some, they kind of get you off guard, right? They call you, you get you get an email, whatever. You have to remember that at the core of what they're doing, if it's a fraudster, if it's a scam, they want money. Anytime that comes up that you have, they want money, your antenna should go up. Your resistance should be very high. You should be building walls around yourself. And I don't care what your age is. When somebody come, reaches out to you and if they're telling you a story that's too good to be true or they're threatening you or whatever whatever that is, you know, we recently just, I just uh, talked with a client. She was down and she was talking with her stepmother. She had to go to her father passed away and she was across country and she spent several days with her stepmother flew back. All of a sudden, she got a phone call from her stepmother. She said, I got a phone call from somebody. It sounded just like you. Are you okay? And the conversation come to find out somebody had duplicated her voice to the degree that it sounded like her to her stepmother. Mm. And she, they were asking for money. Says so she was in trouble. She got arrested. There's a, can you, you have to send money right away. And she's an older lady, not knowing that probably isn't the, that isn't the way it works. But she was least paused, and then she was able to get a hold of her uh, daughter, her stepdaughter, and said, did you call me? It was this, And she said, no, I didn't. But it's insidious. Right. I mean, they reach in to your greatest emotions, but all fraud, all scams, they want money. Right. They want money. That's a great, a great comment to say, you know, if you hear something and you receive a phone call, it might be true. And, you know, the sheriff that says there's a warrant for your arrest or someone says, and it says, here's how you fix it. There's how you fix you it. Send me money. You know, right. if that's where you're headed, man, you're right. Your antenna should be going up. And I really like in that, that story, I mean, part of the due diligence is, you know, after you've engaged with something like that, then to think about it a bit, you know, before you send money or do things, but think about it. But then also to, you know, call that, call the, the if it's claiming to be a loved one, call the number that you know for that loved one. Right. You know. Call that person's spouse. Call that person. Right. You know, reach out and do some due diligence to confirm that this is true, that this is accurate, this is real. I mean, even if you think of artificial intelligence. I mean, my voice is being recorded right now. Yep. It's it's on the it's on YouTube. It's on the radio. It's available for. And people you have a mimic. really good radio yeah. voice, by the way. <laughs> Based for radio as well. It's great. 
Um, no, but, but there's a lot of these this content that is available for people to see it someone's is. image, to see someone's you know, voice pattern. This goes back to my comment earlier. I, I assume that everything is out there and probably more so than I even think would be out there. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that somebody can get to every bit about me as well as about you. Yeah. And um, and there's tools. There's there's you know, there's apps that allow them to dig deep into your personal history and um, don't assume that you're private. Yeah. I mean, don't assume that you've been able to build a wall around your all your right. personal information. And, and that's a good comment because if someone then reaches in with some knowledge of your birth date or knowledge of your, like the person who called me um, yesterday, they knew my first and last name. Well, then they must be right. legitimate. They must right. have some, that cuts a little bit to one of the other bias. We haven't talked about it yet, but there's a, a bias of precision um, that we, when, when we as humans hear something that, that seems precise, we also anticipate that it, it is true. It's true. And, and it, what, they, what's a good illustration yeah, of that? There's a few. So one, they knew my first and last name. So if they say, hey, is this the current resident? <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not worried about that one. You know, if they say, is this you know, Jeremiah? Oh, oh, well, yeah. Is this Jeremiah Lee? Oh, okay. Well, now you've got my full name. There's some level of precision. The other one that was just interesting was a good example. Was, they did a, a study on house prices and house prices that, that say it was $350,000. They looked at how that was negotiated, where the final price ended up based on the listing price. Or if the house price was $350,500, if you, if you got a number past the zero, um, and they, they found that statistically, if you had a number on the, on the right side of the zero, if you're more specific in the number, the ultimate closing price was notably higher than it, would have, than it was otherwise. And, because- And they felt that, that that anchor, whenever you put out the, kind of the first right? offer, that, that it kind of anchors the price. That anchor was a bit stickier and stronger because it seemed more precise. My house huh. is worth $350,427. Well, you might ask one, that's a very specific number. Like, how do you know that? Well, I have a valuation or I have a something. But even without showing you the valuation, if you just say that number, the other party assumes that that, that must be more precise. More believable is what you're saying? It's more believable because it's precise. And it, it, that doesn't mean it's true. So when someone calls you and says, you owe $350, you have to pay it now versus you owe $375.17. It seems like maybe it's real because of right. the precise number. Um, so just things to be careful of, um, you know, as people are looking to scam you, not to be swayed by assuming the truth, assuming you have all the facts, assuming because they have a precise number that's right. that true. So we talked in the, the first segment a little bit about uh, using a password manager and how useful that is for your kind of online right. presence. The other one that that is, I, I think, even stronger, and I do it with most everything I can, is called dual factor authentication. Okay, you mean I got to have another password? Yeah. Well, no. And so the way these work is, you put in one password, uh, whatever the password is, into your website or whatever you're logging into, and then it sends a text or a code or something to a separate device. So if okay. I'm logging on my my laptop, logging into some website, it will then send a text to my phone, and the number it's different every time. One, two, three, four. And I didn't have to put in a separate number that just came to me. I wear an Apple watch, so it's nice that the two come together. Yeah, but you're really high tech. Yeah. But what about for somebody like myself? You just got to have tech. your phone sitting there, right? <laughs> but basically, in order to hack into some website that I'm using, someone would need to know my password so they know right. something about me. And they'd also physically have to have my phone um, or spoof my phone or you know something. So they'd have to be two pieces they get. And if someone has my password, maybe that's somewhere on the dark web. Maybe that's somewhere accessible. Or someone to have my password and my phone is a much higher. Um, a dual authentication yeah. becomes a higher threshold to yes. get, get, get over, right? And you can do this with most websites now. 
Um, even my Gmail does this. If if I log in from a different device, I get a text on my phone that says, please authorize. And we're getting more and more sites, by the way, just professionally that we're working with that require a dual authentication. And they require another device that they're sending that information to that you've already indicated to the the site or the whoever you're providing that information from, getting that information from, that this is your cell phone or this is your office and things like that. So, I mean, it's... They it's 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 unlikely that a scammer would have that precision would have that much precision on you. And if they do, it's just the next level up, right? right. You are a target of someone. Um, the last piece is is just I guess a general. How do you keep yourself safe? Just a general piece of due diligence. You just have to look into these things. You know, it could be researching it. I mean, there's a lot of these. After I got the call yesterday, I went after I hung up. I went online and just Googled it. You know, scam about a warrant or missing jury duty. And there was an explanation of how the scam worked. I was like, oh, yep, I was right in line with that. So then I became more confident it was a scam. So researching it is one independent of wherever it came from. You know, you would go to a separate site to research it. Um, if, if it's someone claiming to call you that they know you or that someone's in trouble to, you know, disengage from that phone call and then call the person, you know, your your family member at the number that you know that it right. belongs to them um, is a key one. And, and the, the other, I think, is just to ask family and friends, like to not do this alone. Right. Um, if you're an older person, I think it's really important that you have somebody that you can rely upon, whether it be a family or a friend, but somebody that you could call and say, this just happened. Does this make sense to you? Yeah. And I think this that pause and asking out, asking somebody else will make you kind of think it through. I, I always I always tell my kids, you know, think about it. Don't, you know, make, take some time away from the decision process and let, let me think about it. And then you'll come back. Oftentimes you'll probably make a better choice than at the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that key moment, these are, these are good. So I, I want to, I guess, circle back a little bit that, you know, fraud is out there. Uh, they're getting better and better. And so to protect yourself, you have to get better and better. And the, the, the key targeted age is over 60. Yeah. And I mean, the people that we talk to, one of the comments that I make to them, as I said, when you become a client, you still want control. You want you want to be able to make decisions. I mean, nobody wants to give up the keys to their car, right? Nobody wants to move from their home. So they want control. The same thing with investing in the, you know, the issues that we deal with, they want control. But we as advisors to them, we want to make sure that they have that control, but we also want to make sure that they're protected. And so the question is, how do you do that? How do you have a fine line? I mean, we have clients that are starting to have uh, cognitive disorders. They're starting to lose their short-term memory. They don't have the same ability. In some cases, they know it. Other times, they don't. That's where we bring in family members and friends and other counselors to come alongside with our clients to make sure that what decisions we're making, what they're ultimately making, is the best decision for them. And again, I always come back to it. You want control but you also want to be protected. Right, yeah. And how, how do you do that? And even this conversation, I mean, we have clients in their 50s, 60s that, you know, are cognitively, they're great. They're in the prime of their life, right. but um, tuning up how they engage digitally is a, a key item. So, I mean, we we try and do holistic planning. So we try and touch on everything. It's not just, you know, managing finances, but how, how people, you know, dream, how they vision, but also how they relate to the world around them. And this is a right. key piece to keep people safe from fraud, you know, frankly, just losing... Right. A big chunk of money. So if you missed any part of this episode, you can find us uh, online. You go to our website, tricoradvisors.com, or you can also find us on YouTube. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you 
for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance Insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.